Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. And good afternoon from a stormy Iowa today. We have had thunderstorms on and off all day, and no sooner did uh, Bill start the intro, we have more thunder moving in. So let's hope we don't have any issues, but uh, we will, we'll do the best we can. Uh, this is show number 262 for September 19th. So, and we have a whole lot of stuff going on. So, uh, Chris, what do we have going on? All right. Well, yeah, it's a thunder, tea and thunder and Tuesday and Thursdays, too. We do all things radio, and there's always thunder on Thursdays and thunder on Tuesdays. Anyway, I don't get it, but that's the way it is. All right. So, we uh, have a little NASCAR. We've got um, media stuff. Some people are happy in a lot of cities around the country. Sean will talk to us about that. Then we get to the NFL. We have baseball, we have college football, we have NBA, and then the NHL. Yes, there's a little NHL and a, little, and a new hockey league is uh, on the horizon, so we'll talk about that very briefly. NASCAR, Denny Hamlin won Saturday night in Bristol, his uh, third of the year, and 51st in his career. That's a lot. Never won a cup title, but he's uh, third right now, and behind uh, William Byron and uh, Martin Truex Jr., and, uh, and uh, Joey Logano was eliminated. He was the defending champ. As was Kevin Harvick, and he's, uh, you know, uh, out, and he's retiring now. So that's it for Kevin Harvick. And uh, Hamlin's won three Daytonas, and, uh, you know, but just never has won the Cup. So we'll see uh, if he can do it this year. He's in, in the mix. And after two months and 14 days, next star dispute with AT&T and, uh, and um, DirecTV is over. Uh, and affects uh, all kind, all the networks, I guess, in various cities, right, Sean? And yeah. Different networks, different places that so were not available to people. Yeah, basically they have they have affiliates on every network. Like I said, Indianapolis, you get you get all your Sunday games back. Austin, we get our Sunday night games back. Then Antonio, they get their mon- well the Monday night ones that are not on ESPN and their college football. So yeah, it, it affects all the networks and. So that that came on Sunday morning. So now the only and of course last week we already talked about the you know the Spectrum Disney thing that ended last Monday. So yeah. I think everybody's pretty well worked out now. Well, that's good, and that's why they have these strikes in like July or so, or these uh, disputes around that time because everybody knows the pressure on both sides goes up. People want to drop that mm-hmm. particular cable service, or people want to you know yell at their affiliates for not being on that cable service. Everybody uh, it makes yep. people pretty ornery, but uh, that is when the results come. Okay. The only the only one Chris that didn't resolve theirs quickly was Techna. Techna had a they had one here that went for about a year and a half. So 
Wow. Well, I think Sinclair and Dish Network have had one for like a year, but Dish Network's not even much of a player anymore. No. So, yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. The, pro- well, the problem had- with that one, the problem with the one we had here, though, Iowa and Iowa State were on ABC that year. And, uh, oh, yeah. That, uh, it, yeah. Was AB- it was our ABC affiliate. So the, the people, the citizenry was not very happy. No, I'm sure a lot of people uh, left Techna. And, you know, at that point, you're going to side with your, your, your affiliate and just get your affiliate Correct. however you have to do it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we had a lot of football this week and started off on Thursday night. Is our NFL insider, has he come in from yes. uh, checking with the NFL? Is he here? Yes. I've come in from the cold, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, well, what a nice day today, huh? We're, we're finally going to have I'm good wood. I'm on my deck right now, yeah. All right. So, Rick, directly from his deck. His palatial I would, deck. Rick, I wouldn't nice be on my deck, deck right now. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. All right. Well, Philadelphia beat Minnesota Thursday night, thirty-four twenty-eight, and um, and uh, there were just all kinds of turnovers by the Vikings. They they really were moving the ball all the time. They had uh, and uh, uh, Justin Jefferson had a big turnover at the end of the game. Uh, at the end of the first half, it was kind of controversial because he reached the ball out to. And Rick, you were saying that you think that's kind of a stupid play when people do that because it's in, too insecure, right? Well, yeah, it's it's not a very bright play, but I understand in the heat of the moment why people do it. It's it's just it's crazy. I was I was saying to Chris earlier this week that I've never heard so many people since that play talk about how they think it's a terrible rule, and I don't I don't think it is a terrible rule. I mean, if you're going to be stupid enough to try it, and the ball goes out of the bounds in the end zone, where are you going to put it? I've heard people say they like the Vikings should have kept the ball but put it back at the twenty, and I don't no. really understand that. No, that's ridiculous. It's a turnover. That's what it yeah. is. And, but the Eagles, and, um, they they don't look to me. They don't look like the same team that. I mean, that defense gave up 28 points, and that's with Minnesota having four turnovers. And uh, oh, yeah. Hertz is, yeah, Hertz is, he's trying to run the ball, but he's not run, he's not having the success that he had last year. Hmm. Okay. And, and everybody else was watching it. At a, Al Michaels was a veteran stadium watching the game. Yes, I heard that. Yeah. 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 Well, he welcomed everybody. He, he's channeling Howard Cosell, who had one of his worst nights in Monday Night Football history at a veteran stadium, if I remember. So, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. All right. Atlanta beat Green Bay. And this kind of surprised me, 25-24. I mean, I, it's one of those games, you know, you listen to Sunday Drive, you know, you're not hearing much about it because people are kicking field goals and they eschew talking about field goals most of the time on there. So, you know, I mean, they missed one last week. I mean, Tennessee was ahead of uh, New Orleans was ahead of Tennessee for the longest time, and they didn't even know it. And, uh, Miss A did, but they didn't. So anyhow, but suddenly the, the Falcons came back from a 12-point deficit in the fourth quarter and won the game 25-24. And, you know, you'd think yeah. with a younger program, you wouldn't expect that. Right, um, but it, it was it was a, what happened is, and I mean again, Jordan Love wasn't perfect, and we know that he's not going to be. But the defense, they've got to learn to hold leads a little better than that. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, defense did not play and the, well. And the Packers, quarter. and the Packers. I mean, if you've seen them over the years, as we have in our part of the world, they've never been revered as a great defense. No, not not nope. for many years. That's no. for sure. And uh, Devin Ritter actually threw a little bit this week. Um, he did. And, uh, wow. the, rook- the rookie running back, Bijan Robinson, he didn't hear much about it until I checked the stats afterwards. He didn't score, but he had 170 combined ride- run- uh, yards in the game. Wow. Yeah, he's a strong running back. Strong yeah. running back. He'll get it done wow. for him, I think. The Buffalo Bills came from behind, too. Well, they were only behind 7 to nothing. And they beat the Raiders 38-10. <laughs> to 10. Uh, What happened, yeah. Robert? Uh, basically... Uh, the Raiders did everything right. They st- they stayed on the East Coast. They practiced all week, but they look like a West Coast team playing in the Eastern Time Zone. It showed up Friday, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> they, 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 they just uh, they started out uh, real good. They got they scored on the first yep. drive, but then after that, it was 
pretty much nothing. It was very disappointing. I like asking you, Robert, what happened? You know, it's like when you're around here nowadays when you ask Belichick, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> They also had Devontae well, Adams go out with a concussion, and they were already missing Maya. So that yeah. Didn't yeah well, uh, Rick, it looks like it looks like Adams is going to uh, avoid uh, missing time protocol. From yeah, what from what yeah. I'm hearing, but Myers still could be out. So. Oh boy. Okay. Well, Baltimore beat Cincinnati twenty-four and 24, 27 to twenty-four. <laughs> Burrow in his first you know, two games of each season in his four years is one and seven. That's amazing. And, uh, you know, I mean, they, they just, I mean, they did look a little bit better, but now they're saying that Burrow has a, a problem with that calf or ankle or something. They, I don't know what the problem is. Again, yeah, they don't know yeah. whether he's going to play this week or not. Yeah. No. Yeah. So we'll see. And, uh, you know, it's it's uh, Baltimore is looking okay. I mean, uh, I don't think Lamar Jackson's having a great year, but he's having better a better year than another guy we've been talking about uh, uh, that we'll get to later, uh, a few guys, that, you know. Sure. But Seattle beat Detroit uh, 37 to 31, and boy, the, the Lions fans—they were primed. This was their home opener; they were ready to go. And I mean, they played a good game. They played a typical what we were used to Lions game. They either win by a little or lose by a little, and this time they they lost it by a little. But you thought maybe they turned the corner at the end of last year, but it, it sort of looked like the first half of first half of last year instead. Big big time comeback by Seattle because I mean they looked terrible in the first half they of the did. first week of the season. Yeah. yeah. And Alex, Alex Kemp was talking to America. Did you hear that, Rick? No. <laughs> he, when I guess yeah. he called intentional grounding on Geno Smith, and uh, Geno Smith was trying to argue his oh, case a little that. bit, yeah. and he says, uh, intentional <laughs> yeah. grounding, offense number four, and you could hear Geno Smith, and he said, hey, I'm talking to America. <laughs> Good school. Tennessee beat the Chargers 27-24, and I'm telling you, this is – I'm sure – I don't know. I didn't listen to much of the game, but you just sort of figure Mike Vrabel outcoached, uh, you know, Staley. I mean, it's just yeah, – That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the Chargers, you, like. you look at it, you think the Chargers played a great game. They didn't have any turnovers. Herbert threw for over 300 yards. Um, and it's just – it's just always – and no – no definite move I can point to that the coach did that was bad. It's just at the end of every close game, they somehow lose. They do. And Polk has kicked seven for seven in field goals since he came to the Titans. So pretty good. And at one time, Tampa, remember, he was yeah. completely out of football. Yeah. Well, yep. back before the Patriots. Yeah. yeah right. That's yeah. right. Uh, Tampa Bay beat the Bears 27-17. to 17, And I don't know really. I mean, I didn't listen to much of this game or hear much about it. But, I mean, Tampa Bay... Looks like they they got something going. Mayfield's uh, bounced back a little bit for one thing. Yeah. And they're supposed to be taken. Yeah. They're supposed to be taken, and look, they're not telling them they're winning. They're two and zero now. <laughs> and and I don't know, uh, I don't know if we'll hear from Dick or Jamal today, but you're starting to hear rumblings now by Bears fans. Yes. Is Justin Fields really not the answer? Right. No, you, yep. you kind of have to decide because you're up in your third. This is your third year for these guys, and uh, this yeah. is when you have to commit. So, and then, and then another thing you hear, Rick, from some other people is, well, if they would turn him loose and let him um, actually throw the ball down the field and do things like that, we could really find out if he was the answer. So, you, there's two, there's two lines Schools of thinking that you hear. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, after the first week, they were saying that you know, he threw something like 30 passes the first week. Only three were more than 10 yards. And it's mm -hmm. funny, the, the first pass he threw this week was a, was a longer one to, to Amor. But he still, the funny thing is, his passing doesn't seem to be hitting the improvement that they thought. And now he's not running like he did last uh -uh. year. No. 
Kansas City beat Jacksonville seventeen to nine. And this was one of those games where you you just sloppy game. You know, yeah, it was. I mean, the Chiefs had a bunch of turnovers. They kept Jacksonville in it, but Buffalo was looking the same way in the first half with the Raiders. Kind of, you know, was going back and forth. But then they got they got their act together. But uh, Kansas City, you know, Ricky, you were talking about the Eagles being a little bit off. But Kansas City looks a little bit off too. Yeah, well, I said that. I mean, you know, when we made our picks, I, I said that. I don't I picked them to miss the playoffs this year. I don't. Yeah. If, you know, if, if Kelsey ever goes down again or Mahomes goes in, well, that team is a lot. Although Chris Jones did make a difference on defense. Mm-hmm. He did. And, and this is why you lo- this is why you love Jaguars radio because they went down there at the end. And, of course, you never know what's going to happen. But there was, like, I think five minutes to go. And they said, well, he should kick this field goal to at least bring him closer and and both Logaman and Baselli were quite critical of Peterson for going for it on fourth and twelve because it's a low a low percentage yeah. play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Colts beat Houston and they look like the much better team, thirty one to twenty. I mean yeah Richardson they were. Yeah, you know, Richardson was out, you know, after the first part of the game again. Percussions, they, got to, they kept saying on the NFL drive, he's got to learn to go down and, you know, yeah. not take the big hits. But it was 31-10, to 10, and Minshew came in and, and held the fort, you know, so yeah. that was okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they, they look like they, in a, in a kind of a poor division, they look like they might be in the mix. Yeah. And Richardson did score two touchdowns before he went out, and, and Minshew may be the best backup quarterback in the league. Yeah, that's yeah. Maybe. I think so. What was your what was your thoughts on that game, Bill? Well, I think they're right about Richardson. He's got to learn, or he's not going to stay in this league very long. Unfortunately, we're kind of looking for Jonathan Taylor to come back in week five. But I thought they looked good, fairly good the first half. Now they kind of played to hold on in the fourth quarter, and that almost cost them a couple times. But other than that, they look they look better. That's the first game they've won in almost a year. Wow! So. Now San Francisco beat the Rams thirty to twenty three. And one of the things we talk about around here is that Sean McVay is a really good coach, but he screwed this up. And I, you know, I had been listening to the Giants game, and that got over. So I, I put, you know, put on the Rams game. And they they wandered down the field. It was thirty to twenty, and oh, they didn't have too many time timeouts, and it was like a minute to go, and a little bit left, and they're still throwing the ball. And finally, when did they kick the field goal? On the last play of the game, yeah. you throw the ball, you kick the field goal. If you once you get into field goal range, if you don't have timeouts and it's less than a minute, you kick the field goal. You need two scores. You make it thirty to twenty three. Then you take your chances, which aren't good, on the onside kick. But you don't wander down there and kick a field. Uh-huh. Goal in the last play. What was that? Yeah, if you were going to do that, you might as well. At that point, you might as well throw it in the end zone. Yeah, whatever. The funny thing is, they kicked the field goal in the last play of the game, which made it a seven-point game. The line was seven and a half. Oh, <laughs> that's just what I was going to say, Ricky. What if somebody <laughs> yeah. knew something about a line in that game? I mean, and, and, and I'm, I'm telling you, I was listening to the 49ers, and they were, you know, the guys, and they were like, "What is he doing?" You know, I mean, that that it's not like him at all. That was just really, but Puka. Nakua, the first wow. player ever to have 10 or more receptions and 100 or more receiving yards in his first two NFL games. So yeah, that's 25 catches in two games. That's crazy. Okay. Then we had the fabulous New York football giants fight their way back from a uh, 20 nothing and 28-7 to deficit for the first time since 1949 against the Chicago Cardinals. They came back and beat the Arizona Cardinals 31-28. to And uh, well, what were your thoughts on that one, Rick? 
from from the from the basement to the to the yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. I went actually. I've been having some some back problems, and it, and it bothers me when I sit in the chair that I watch TV from. I got to be close to the TV. So when it got to be twenty eight to seven, it feels better when I laid. I went and laid on the. I kept the game on, of course, but I laid on the couch and I was just more or less listening to it. Well, then they start coming back, and I got my certain arms in a certain position, and I couldn't move because they were doing so well. I didn't want to mess it up. <laughs> by the time the game, by the time the game ended, I had one arm that was killing me from falling asleep. I had to go to the bathroom for about fifteen minutes. It was, <laughs> it was worth it. I didn't move. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, well, I don't know what you're going to do Thursday night. That's going to be a lot of uh, it, it, def- it definitely sounds like you're superstitious. Well, when, <laughs> when it comes to that, I am. Yeah, but uh, I mean, Thursday night's going to be tough enough. But without Barkley, that's you know. Yeah. Now, today, now today, so big, today, yeah. Rick, um, the coach uh, Dayball, he said he would not rule Barkley out for Thursday. Yeah, but that's well, crazy. I, think. I, mean, I don't think if he's he, playing. And then, and I, and I want to, I don't want to see him play Thursday because they're not going to beat him with him. You know, I I just yeah. in two weeks when when they play Seattle, I want him there for that game. Yeah. Right. Dallas beat the Jets uh, thirty to ten, and uh, of course they've outscored. I, I'll get to a stat later. They outscored their opponents seventy to ten now. Of course, mm-hmm. both New York teams. And they're undefeated against. Yeah, they're undefeated against State of New Jersey, New York. Right. Right. <laughs> And, you know, the thing is, I mean, it would have been a good – they were talking about all the fallout in the globe of not having Rodgers around. You know, this was going to be his rematch with McCarthy and all these things that were supposed to happen. And, of course, uh, Rodgers is telling everybody he's going to come back, uh, you know, by February because the Jets, of course, are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, sure. Coming back by January. Whatever. They won't be yeah. in the playoffs, so it won't matter. So anyway, yeah. but he is going to come back next year, I guess. So thirty to ten, and, and the Jets, the defense yeah. was on the field too long. You know what can you but do? But now, have you heard the latest rumor? Apparently, no. there is a rumor out there that the Jets are, have contacted the Vikings about possibly acquiring Kirk Cousins. Okay. Well, if it's yeah, because he's on a, his last year of his contract. Yeah, right? that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So they're well, okay. Let them deal with the that. Vikings that were zero two can can tank and go for the USC quarterback. That's right. Yeah. And then then uh, Washington beat Denver thirty five to thirty three. That game just wouldn't get over. I was listening oh. to that thing. Oh, it was crazy. But uh, you know they they uh, managed to hang on. And uh, you know Russell Wilson. Uh, you know we've had some got some stats on him as the first player to ever have thrown for forty thousand yards and rushed for five thousand yards. So wow. you know. And there's already there's already some infighting. John Payton and Russell, it seems like it's already not because John's been very uh, kind of critical of Russell lately, I guess, uh, okay. Sunday. Uh, really oh, Miami beat the Patriots 24-17, to and the Patriots are 0-2, first time since 2001. They've been 0-2 under Belichick, and, you know, it's uh, it, it's not good. And, they, you know, I mean, they, I think Jones played a pretty good game. He's running for his life most of the time. They don't have any weapons. They, you know, they, they, you know, who, who needs, who needs Hopkins? Who needs, you know, uh, all these other people? You know, no, we, we just, we got these guys, and we're going to do it. No, all, all, Belichick. Uh, I think, I think he's going to have to go. I really don't think, I don't think he's going to survive this year, especially if they win five or six games or something like that, and and they'll be lucky to do that at this point. They're just that offensive line is horrendous, and they're going to get yeah. it killed. At some well, point. it didn't sound like Chris from what I was listening to. Um, with Ryan Radke and Ross Tucker, it didn't even sound like the game was as close as twenty four seventeen. 
No, no. Miami uh, was given uh, was given the Patriots opportunities, you know, and they just couldn't, uh, you know, couldn't capitalize on them. And, and the Patriots defense did play uh, fairly well, and they w- they will. I mean, they're pretty good defense, but you know, you you you've got to move the ball. You got to you know, not again. And they didn't. They never established a running game at all. You know, they no. never ran the ball. And San Diego uh, Chargers ran it down Miami's throats. That was part of what they did the week before. So what does that mean? And Tua's looked pretty good for the, for the Tua is five and zero against Belichick. Yeah, yeah, that's not good in your division. Uh, New Orleans beat Atlanta twenty to seventeen. I I don't know much about no, it. it was be, pretty, uh, beat Carolina. I beat uh, who did I say Atlanta? Yeah, Atlanta. I do that. Maybe Carolina. Carolina. That's because West Durham yeah. did both teams, and he's gone <laughs> from both of them. I don't know. Anyway, beat Carolina twenty to seventeen. And the the thing is, uh, I I heard it was six to three, and I had it on. And I said, well, let me do the Steelers game. This is yeah. it was six to three, seventeen to six, and then they ended up. It was twenty seventeen. Yeah, so it was. Yeah, I, mean, I, re- I recorded the game, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a boring game. <laughs> yeah, it was. I thought it was. And finally, in the last game, Pittsburgh beat Cleveland twenty six to twenty two. Nick Chubb had a horrible knee injury; he's going to be out for the season. And uh, that uh, a big yeah, there's some the... there's some question, Chris, as to whether he'll play again because this yeah. is his second serious knee injury. Yeah, on yeah. that knee, Same I heard. Knee. So yeah, yeah. so well, but the thing is. Night. Many nights in a row where we've lost a big star for the season. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And uh, the well, other thing is, I all the waiting that Cleveland did for Deshaun Watson, I don't know that it's uh, worth it at this point. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, he's not coming along oh. like I thought he would. No. And the and the no. Steelers won that game last night, and their offense never entered the red zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They oh, yeah. One big play for a touchdown, and that was it. But, and there's just no. something like 32 in a row on Monday Night Football at home. For the Steelers? Yeah, Yeah. and they've won 20 games in a row. The Browns haven't won in Pittsburgh since 2003. So that's pretty amazing. Except for the playoff game, right? Except for the playoff game. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And they could have won another playoff game right around that time that they blew a big lead, too, against the Steelers back in 2002 or so. Anyway, so the standings are as follows. Miami 2-0, Buffalo 1-1, the Jets 1-1, Patriots 0-2. AFC North, Baltimore two and zero, so they they've benefited from the last couple of weeks. Pittsburgh and Cleveland both one and one. Cincinnati zero and two. The South, Jacksonville one and one. Tennessee one and one. The Colts are one and one. Houston zero and two. In the West, Kansas City one and one. Las Vegas one and one. Denver zero and two. And the Chargers zero and two. In the always tough NFC East, Dallas two and zero. Philadelphia two and zero. Washington two and zero. The Giants bringing up the rear at one and one. In the North, Detroit and Green Bay are one and one. The Bears are zero and two. Minnesota 0-2. In the South, Atlanta 2-0. Oh, what? The always tough stuff. Yeah, the always tough stuff. Atlanta 2-0. New Orleans 2-0. Tampa Bay 2-0. And Carolina 0-2. And in the West, San Francisco 2-0. The Rams and Seattle are 1-1. And the Cardinals are 0-2. And uh, so, no bias. Yeah, we got nine 2-0 teams right now. And yeah, we got start around a couple weeks. Yeah. Week five, I think. The, um, both the NFC East and the NFC South have not lost a game except inside the divisions where somebody has to lose. Yeah, so the, yeah, and the um, and it's crazy. We talk about how great the AFC is, and I know it's early, but the NFC right now is six and zero against the AFC. <laughs> yeah, and the and the um, the home teams, I believe, through the first four first two weeks, are like thirteen and nineteen. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. All right, so the schedule we have the Giants at San Francisco, uh, eight uh, fifteen on uh, you know Amazon Prime Sunday, September twenty fourth, uh, Tennessee at Cleveland, one p.m. These times all Eastern. That's on CBS. 
Atlanta at Detroit, 1 p.m. on Fox. We have the New Orleans at Green Bay, 1 p.m. on Fox. Um, Denver at Miami, 1 p.m. on CBS. Uh, the Chargers are at Minnesota. Now, there's an interesting game. <laughs> yeah. 1 p.m. on Fox. Uh, the Patriots are at the Jets. There's an interesting game, you know, 1 p.m. because, you know, you've got both offensively challenged, both good defenses. So uh, what, that should make it 38-35. Buffalo at Washington, 1 p.m. on CBS. Houston at Jacksonville, 1 p.m. on Fox. The Colts are at Baltimore. Uh, the return of I mean, all those Colts fans will come out there with their jerseys, right? Uh, they're at Baltimore, 1 p.m. on CBS. Carolina at Seattle, 4.05 p.m. on CBS, which means Fox has the doubleheader. The Bears are at Kansas City, 4.25 p.m. on Fox. Dallas at Arizona, 4.25 p.m. on Fox. Pittsburgh at the Raiders are at 8.20. That's a Sunday night game. Then we go have the two Monday night games, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay, 7.15 p.m. on ABC. So no Chronicle on Channel 5 next week. What will people do <laughs> around here? And the Rams are at Cincinnati, 8.15 p.m. on ESPN. So there you go for your schedule. And let's see if we got any notes. I think we have a few. And... Uh, well Patrick Mahomes, he renegotiated his contract, and so he front-loaded it the first four years so to make him now the highest-paid quarterback. So uh, they yeah, front-loaded okay. it. Yeah. And we already talked about Russell Wilson. Wilson. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, let's see. The 70-10 and 10 for Dallas after two games. The fifth team to score 70 and allow 10 or fewer in uh, the first in, is it the Super Bowl era. And the, the other ones were the 19 Patriots. These teams, none of these teams won the Super Bowl. The 2019 Patriots, the 70 Detroit Lions. Remember the Lions and the Bengals were the teams of the future. Rick and I always kidded about that. Uh, the uh, 67 Raiders, the 66 Houston Oilers, and the, and uh, the, and of course these uh, Cowboys. So, and, uh, ESPN said because of the writer's strike, they will simulcast another 10 games on uh, ABC, and they were originally doing, going to do three or so, but now they're going to do like 10 more. Five. Well, they were going to have they were going to have five games because of the two. There were going to be three that were simulcast plus these two double headers. So they were going to have five. So now they're going to have I think they're going to, uh, and then a couple others that were figured in. They're going to have the whole season now because there's even going to be one game. Christmas night is on ABC exclusively because the NBA will be over on ESPN and then like New Year's, New Year's Day, it'll be, you know, they'll start out on just ABC and I think when the Rose Bowl gets over, it'll be, you know, and it's the ESPN. So, so every game this season will be on ABC and most, you know, most of them will be simulcast. Okay. And the, apparently the XFL and the USL, FL are going to merge. So we'll yeah, they're, they're going to have they're in discussions and they'll have a, a more details later this week. They're they're talking. They don't know what it's going to be, and it's you know it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of thin for and, you know that. And uh, yeah. so, uh, all right. And uh, any other uh, NFL notes? Anybody got? No, I think we covered it. I think we well, got it. We're... I can talk a little. Yeah, I, I can cover this next. I was going to say the whole Disney thing because that'll be next Sunday. That'll be next Sunday's game. They're going to do for the ESPN Plus game between Jacksonville Atlanta on the first. And I've seen a couple commercials. They're going to be doing 
their own little animated version of it with animated versions of the players of both teams. They're going to do it, calling it Sunday Fun Day, and anybody who's seen the movie Toy Story, I guess it takes place in Andy's room. So they're going to have and they're playing football in Andy's room. So if somebody scores. Uh, makes a play, they're going to have an animated version of it in the room on Disney Plus at the same time they're doing the game on ESPN Plus. So, they're kind of way that Nickelodeon's had their fun, so now Disney's yeah. getting involved in it. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And so, Rick, what do you think? You think you're going to do the animated version? You think you might do Westwood One Radio? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm on Westwood One Radio. If I get it, yeah. I, I had a heck of a time this weekend. Oh, really? It didn't. You couldn't get it on EEI? No. Oh, okay. Wait, Rick, 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 do you have, Rick, do you have one of these A devices? Oh, yes, yeah. he does. Yeah. Ha- and just tell funny. it to open Westwood One Sports. I did, and oh, he said, I, yeah. evident- I, I'm talking about the Sunday night game now, the Patriots game. Okay. Oh, oh, they, oh, said, oh. they said, evidently, you're in the area where it's blacked oh, out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, because you could have gotten yeah, it on Sports weird. I know others that could have. I, I know didn't, know, I didn't know they blacked those out. Uh, they well, don't sure, know they're they're never on the affiliates. If, if you think about it, when, I mean, they were not on EEI, AM, or FM with the Patriots or, game on Sunday night. And Westwood one, Westwood one is allowed. Their, their affiliates are allowed to stream. So if you know of yes. a Westwood one affiliate, you can go to one of those affiliates too. Yeah, but no, it was just on the sports hobbies. You could have just gotten it that way. Hmm. So anyway, because because you're so, within the area. Now, now here's another thing. I, I could not get it on the sports hub on on Lady A. No. Because I huh. tried, and it went right up to game time, and then it went to Fox Sports. Uh, Fox Sports. Oh, okay. I didn't know they blocked it out in the area. Wow, in the market. Oh, that's that's kind of interesting. Weird. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. All right. Well, it's strange. But it's different every week. Doesn't mean, you know, it's all different. Okay. And uh, next week, your station in Hartford should still be good, I think. So okay, we'll see good. about that. I hope so. Well, that's a Monday night anyway. So that's- uh, Thursday night. Oh, this week, yeah. I thought you meant yeah, the week after. This week. That's a Monday no. night, yeah. No, yeah. no, this week. So, yeah. anyway. All right, well, we're going to talk about baseball, and I don't want Rick to, to fall asleep no. on the phone, so we probably better let <laughs> yeah. him go. I'm going to pull a PS. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hockey, yeah, yeah. Okay. Max Scherzer, eight starts. <laughs> they, 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 The Rangers need to stop getting these shots on young winners. Max Scherzer had eight starts, and he strained a muscle in his pitching shoulder. He's out for the, the rest of the season uh, and doubtful the, for the playoffs, so, you know. Whatever. It's just the way it is. And uh, If they even so, make the playoffs. If they, oh, yeah, well, that's the thing. We're going to run down the mini standings and show you. It's going to be crazy in both leagues. Heim Bloom was fired by the Red Sox on Thursday. And, of course, we had a little discussion about Billy Bean, but nobody's talking about him. That was just uh, Chris Gasper of the Globe thought about him, but uh, nobody else has. Uh, today in the paper, Peter Abraham was suggesting, suggesting Eddie Romero, and that would keep the organization kind of together and pick up where they leave off. And he's got a good rapport with Alex Cora if they want to bring him back, so that, that might work out. And the other one that I heard about today is Mike Hazen coming back from Arizona. He's a Hanover native, and he might come back. That, that was the other but they need a happy medium between, you know, Bloom was great, got the farm f- system built up. He totally did. But he wouldn't trade any prospects. You know, you build them and you certain, you trade a certain number of them. And, you know, at a, when you get near the end, he wouldn't do anything in the trade deadline. So, you know, that's kind of the way that was. So, and, and, and the other way before that with um, Dombrowski was the other way around. So, you know. Uh, Chris, I've also heard the uh, Red Sox have contacted David Forst, and he's the general manager of the Oakland A's. So, okay. Um, that might be a possibility also. Okay. And I think so, the hey, problem you might have, Chris, with uh, Mike yeah. Hazen, and I don't know how, if anything has ever happened here, but I believe I had heard at one time that his wife had some very severe health concerns, and, you know, if that's still going on, he may not want to. 
Yeah, but he's from this area, and of course we've got the great medical care here too. So that that could work in their favor yeah, as could. well. You know, so we'll see about that. Shohei Otani has finally set it, shut it down, and they cleaned out his locker. He left all his angel stuff there. Not going to be an angel, so why why take that with him? And he's on the IL with a a, a lat strain or a leak strain. So uh, so now and I the guess inter- they and the interesting up. thing is he cleaned out his locker, left. Nobody said oh. anything. And then the Angels will tell you tomorrow, and then, of course, they come out and tell you that it's an oblique injury he's done. But we knew what he was doing. If you knew what he was doing, then why didn't you tell us on Friday night? Why did you make people wait a whole other day? Well, again, the Angels, the White Sox, and the A's. That you know, it used to just be the A's. We'd laugh at the A's and maybe the Orioles, and we, but now, really, the Angels, White Sox, and A's are right at the top of the list for the worst organizations in baseball. They just are. You know, I, know. It, it, I, I don't know what they're Chris. doing. I, 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 I mean, the, A, the A's can't get out of the list. Look at the, but then again, Robert, the Orioles. Look what happened to the Orioles. You know, maybe someday, maybe someday. Anyway, who's to say? Tampa Bay had a press conference today. They're going to have a thirty thousand seat stadium in St. Petersburg. Uh, half paid for the, by the team, half by the city of St. Petersburg. I wonder if they're going to change their name to St. Petersburg or just keep it Tampa Bay. I think people are kind of used to Tampa Bay, and they want yeah. people to come from Tampa to go over there, they too. Do. So, And, it, know, and the, the, it's going that. to be, Chris, a multi-use stadium. So it's not only going to be baseball. It's going to be other things that are going to be done there, too. So Right. Yeah, and, it is going, and it is going to be a dome. So. Yeah, but non-retractable. And yes. it really in Florida, and I don't know, do they ever open the roof in the Miami Stadium? No. You know, I no. mean, it's not worth it. It's too, you know, in Arizona in uh, October, you might get a day with 75 and, and decent in Florida. You're not, or April, you're not going to get anything in Florida. It's going to rain anyway, and, yeah. you know, whatever. And uh, But I assume for the Tampa Bay tradition, you've got to have some catwalks. I don't know where they're going to be, what they're going to do, but you've got to have catwalks. I mean, come on, it's a Tampa Bay game. Let's go here. Okay. So uh, any other baseball notes before I get into the mini standings? Go ahead. All right. Baltimore is at 94 and 56 and Tampa Bay is 92 and 59. So that's two and a half games for the division. They have both clinched playoff first. We knew that for a month, but you know, they're both in the playoffs in one capacity or another. In, uh, in Minnesota is 79 and 72 and Cleveland is 72 and 79. So, uh, seven game lead and uh, I calculated a five, uh, a magic number of five. And of course with tiebreakers, it could be four, but it's, it's five anyway to my way of thinking. The Houston, the race in the West, Houston's 84 and 67, Texas 82 and 68, and a game and a half out, as are the Mariners at 82 and 68. So you just don't know what's going to happen. Then you get to the wild card race. Tampa Bay is leading the wild card easily at 92 and 59. Toronto, because of their friends, the Red Sox, are now in second place in the wild card with 83 and 67. And then Texas is 82 and 68, and Seattle 82 and 68. So I don't know who has tiebreakers among those two, but uh, right this moment, they're tied. So, uh, again, we're going to have somebody like that, like Seattle or, or Texas, knocked out just because uh, somebody won a series 7-6 to six or something. This is just not right to be knocked fully out of the playoffs that way. But something like that's going to happen to somebody this year. In the, in the National League, the Braves are 96 and 54. They've won their division, but, and so have the Dodgers, who are 92 and 57. But the point to look at those guys is who's going to get home field throughout the playoffs. And you were saying, uh, Perry, you don't think either team is playing super well right now, right? Well, the Braves certainly are not. The Dodgers are still playing pretty well, but the Braves are, are not. I mean, they're struggling. And let's hope, uh, you know, for their sake, uh, hopefully for them, they pick it up a little bit. But the Dodgers have are catching up to them for that home field. What are they, about three and a half out? Three and a half out, yeah. And then uh, 
Milwaukee is leading their division. It's starting to get pretty yeah, uh, that's, serious that's about Brett's them winning gone. that. Yeah, that's yeah pretty much. They're six games ahead of both the Reds and the Cubs. And But the Reds and the Cubs have another way to get in, and we'll talk about that. And the magic number for the Brewers that I calculate is seven. Again, with tiebreakers, it could be different. And uh, and let's see, uh, they're six over both. And then the wild card race, Philadelphia is in good shape for the top spot, 82 and 68. But then Arizona has come along, and, and because of killing the Cubs, basically, they are now the second wild card at 79-72. Then you get to the Cubs at 78-72, and 72, Cincinnati at 79-73, and 73, and Miami at 78-73. and 73. So you have three teams within half a game for that third wild card and you got them only a half a game behind the second wild card so the whole thing is and the giants are still in it at 76 and 74 so they're two out but if the giants don't make the playoffs though they can blame going in and losing a series to the rockies Uh, and if the cubs don't make the playoffs they can blame that you can't play against the diamondbacks and you know if you listen to the games and you know which of course i did most of it those two teams, the Cubs, are, are about as evenly matched as you can get. I mean, mm-hmm. un- unfortunately, as we discussed before the show, and, and I'm certainly not one of these that makes excuses or anything like that, but sadly for the Cubs, and injuries occur, they, they occur on every team, the Cubs are having their share of them at the wrong time because uh, Jamer Candelario, who they got to play third base, he's been out with a back problem, Uh Adbert Alzale, their closer, has been out with a back problem. And their bullpen was kind of thin anyway. Now the only two pitchers in that bullpen that you feel really good about going to are Mark Leiter Jr. and Julian Merriweather. And Merriweather has probably, I don't know this, but I'll bet he has gone well past what he has ever thrown. So that would worry me a little bit there. But once you get past those two, if I'm David Ross, he's probably sitting there wondering, who in the world can I trust? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the collapse. We were talking about collapses. The Red Sox had one in 74 with a seven-game lead in the division uh, in the last week of August. They had one in 2011 with about a seven- or eight-game lead in the last week of August. Didn't make the playoffs. Of course, 74, you had to win the division to get in, and they didn't. They ended up eight out. I mean, that's what they, now there's a collapse for you. They were seven yeah. up, and they lost it by eight. I, I mean, how, is, how bad is it when you're now having to use Marcus Stroman in the bullpen? Right. And I'm guessing that's because he's not stretched out enough to be a starter. And then mm-hmm. you take the starting rotation. Javier Assad is pitching well. Jordan Wicks has pitched pretty well. And Kyle Hendricks, but then who? Uh, oops. You know, we that. Perry? No, we're, we're there. You know, you, okay. you, you have Wicks, Assad, and Hendricks, and then who after that? Okay. So any more baseball before we move into the wonderful world of college football? Jennifer, do you feel comfortable with the Reds getting in? I think if if the pitching can hold out, if the bullpen can hold out, I think they'll make it. Okay. But the bullpen, oh, I, I hope so. You know, the Reds have had a great year. Either way, they, they've had a great they year. They really have, and it's been fun to watch no matter what happens. And they'll yeah, only be right. better next year if they just get a few more starters. Mm-hmm. And that's what you hear. I, mean, I think, uh, Jennifer, the Cubs and the Reds are kind of in the same boat really this year. Neither one of these two teams were supposed to be doing it. Well, this division was supposed to belong to the Cardinals, as we well know. Right. But neither one of these teams were supposed to do anything this year. So, I mean, oh, and as, they as, both made a run for it. And I mean, as much as I'm sure we would be angry if they don't make it, you know, yeah. we're fans. We want to make it. But, if you know, in the grand scheme of things, and I know in the Cubs case, they have a, a, more, a lot more prospects coming. And I'm sure the Reds do, too. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure they have farther down, but but it's just been fun to watch, and those yeah, guys sure. are only going to get better. That's the I, thing about ha- that's the thing about having baseball is is if your team is in contention now, it's great to watch. If your team is out of it, well, you generally then you watch football and don't pay much attention to it. That's right. <laughs> well, speaking of yeah. football. I need to talk first, and I'll throw it open, kind of like we did last week, because we don't have much time. We'll throw it open to Sean and Perry, and I'll throw in thoughts. But i got to talk about this BC-Florida State game, because <laughs> BC lost the game 31-29. You say, hey, BC played well. No, BC had 18 penalties. 18 penalties, a school record. You cannot play a football game and win it. How did they only lose by two? Because Florida State was just kind of lolly. I think they kind of they played real hard in the middle of the second quarter to the middle of the third quarter, built up a 31 to 10 lead, and then said, "Oh, we're good." And it's it's yeah. kind of windy, and it's kind of this, and it's not 85 degrees that we're used to. And I'm telling you, if they don't play better than that, they're going to have a lot of trouble. I mean, they look at how everybody thought how great they were after they beat LSU the way they did yeah. a few weeks ago. Well, well, well really, like I said though. Like I said, though, Chris, don't listen to my betting advice because who's the one that, that said last week, why is ABC carrying that game? And it well, ended up being why, a yeah, point game. <laughs> this is why they dropped them from three to four because they, they really they picked up on that, that they didn't play well. But why don't you guys talk about the uh, some of the other games on Saturday? Um, I, th- I think probably the biggest things that happened, um, Missouri K-State, I mean, nobody was paying a lot of attention to that game, but you had Harrison Mevis kick a – 57 yard field goal at the end to win that game. So, mm-hmm. um, so that was a or good Missouri. Finish. Missouri upset Kansas State. Missouri yep. did. They upset Kansas State. Um, of course, Colorado, Colorado State. That that was probably the game of the weekend overall because <laughs> that nobody, that most people didn't get a chance to see. Yeah, most it people didn't stay up. Most people didn't stay up because the game ended at I think it was like 1:15 Central Time on Sunday morning when it ended. But uh, I, I, I was one of, of the I was one of the few that stayed up to the end of it. A number of people did though, because at at the last quarter hour, there were still 8.2 million people still watching it, which is still higher than any other game, and it was the highest rated uh, late night game for ESPN ever. Uh, you know, and it was the fifth highest rated game overall, and the and the after midnight portion of it was the highest rated programming ever for ESPN. So I mean, people people did stay up and watch it. And I mean, it was I I gave up at twenty eight seventeen. I thought, oh, Colorado State's going to upset them. But like another one, I think of Florida over Tennessee. That was another. That was another big upset, and um, that was a good one. Uh, Alabama you know. just barely, you know, they kind of sleptwalked through that win over South Florida. Mm-hmm. They didn't do they, they, really they, and then they had some weather issues yeah. during that game too. Uh, yeah. And you had a lot of weather issues. You had it in the Texas A&M game, the Alabama game. Those like three or four games had a weather. I'll tell you, I, the big Iowa one, had it. South, yeah, Iowa. Of course, when you talk about your Iowa State Ohio game, there, Perry. <laughs> yeah, did you <laughs> no, did, did you hear that? Did you hear the story though, Sean? Matt Campbell, the coach, wanted to actually get into a fight with a fan because the fan said, yes. was wondering, is Matt Campbell on the hot seat?" And why would you want to battle one of your own fans? The guy's wearing a Sage Rosenfels jersey. I mean, why would you want to do that? So clearly, the losing, it must be getting to Matt Campbell. Yeah. And then you had South Alabama taking down Oklahoma State, not only taking them, I mean, 33 to 7. Wow. Yeah, man. Oklahoma State. Mike Gundy, you may be a man and you may be over 40, but you need to step it up there. I mean, and now, and and now he's going to play Iowa State this week. Yeah, and Miami, Ohio, or Cincinnati, and I'll tell you a big one. 
BYU over Arkansas. I mean that that was a surprise to me. I, I mean that they and that they handed it to them. And then, but you had a lot of teams that started out slow. Georgia started out slow against South Carolina. You had Texas starting out slow against Wyoming. Luckily, they I mean pulled it out thirty-one to ten. But I mean, this week is a huge, huge week for games. You have Notre Dame, Ohio State, a top ten matchup. You have uh, three ranked matchups in the Pac-12: Utah, UCLA, Colorado, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington State. You got Ole Miss, Alabama, Perry. There you go. You got that yeah. one. And, uh-huh. and, 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 and you know, if Ole, Miss State, is gonna, yeah. if Ole Miss is going to beat Alabama, this would be the year to do it because Ooh. Alabama is in turmoil at this point. Yeah, and then you got like uh, Florida State, Clemson. Both teams have had ups and downs. We'll get to see who actually shows up play uh, this time. And then yeah, I mean Wisconsin, Purdue could be an interesting one. And a uh, couple like Kansas State, do they bounce back? They got Central Florida, who Central Florida is undefeated also. And then yep. Texas Tech and West Virginia. The West Virginia came out of that uh, the backyard brawl and yep. pulled it out. But I mean this you're st- this week you get your real. I mean, you get a like I said. There's several ranked matchups. Texas Baylor, which is supposed to be a primetime game, when they were looking at it being a big game. But Baylor, I mean, they they won. And they finally got a win against Long Island, who I didn't even know had a football team. But I mean, oh, yeah. And that's just that's historic because Texas and Baylor have played every year since 1944. So it'll be the last time. Ever, that they play every year, so so that's kind of an yeah. interesting. Yeah, thing. I'll run down quickly. Thing, I'll quickly run down on, the hold top on, hold 10. On, Chris, just, okay, hold on, Chris, real quick. One thing to mention, and we talk about streaming quite a bit. For those yeah. who use the TuneIn Live, for the first couple of weeks, it was having issues listening on your A device, but now it is working. So if you if you need if you need TuneIn Live to get your college football games, it is working now. Well, now that we've played about three weeks, I figure we'll give give the top ten each week at least until then. When we get to the uh, you know to the end of October, we'll have that whole other thing with the voting and all that, and we'll we'll do the best mm-hmm. we can with that. But right now, Georgia's number one, Michigan number two, Texas moved up to three, even though their win was maybe a little lackluster, but less, less lackluster if you could say it than Florida State, who dropped to four. Mm-hmm. USC at five. Then number six is Ohio State, as we said, they're playing Notre Dame. Seven, Penn State. Eight, Washington. Nine is Notre Dame. And ten is Oregon. So we, first, and, first time, first time that Alabama has been out of the top ten since 2015. So 128 weeks that mm-hmm. in a row, and they're out of the top ten, and they played like it. They did. Yes. Michigan but State it, is starting to, uh, I guess, uh, get things going to fire Mel Tucker with cause, so they won't have to pay him if they can. They can pull that off. Yeah. It sounds do. like what's. It sounds like what's probably going to happen is they're going to try to fire him with cause. He's going to sue them, and then they probably come to some agreement. Yeah. Yeah, because he spoke out today and he said something about He goes, look, I think it's a hatchet job because they don't want to pay me my contract. He goes, I did it, but it was consensual, and he's still going by it. Yeah, yeah there's, there's some legalese going in, and it's and, and to be, be And to be fair, Mel Tucker, I, why would you give him 10 years and, what was it, 10 years and $95 million yeah. or something like they that? They thought he was going to LSU. Why would he was going you have to LSU? done that in the first place? The guy wasn't that good of a coach. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. thought he was going to LSU, and they didn't want to keep him. But and he wasn't. I would have said, you know, he's not that good. Let him go to LSU. Yeah. So one last note, and Sean, you could talk about this. The uh, Washington State and Oregon State are throwing a hail mary pass to try to pull something out of this well, Pac-12 mess, aren't they? Yeah. Basically, what they did, they got a restraining order to keep all the other eight teams that are still left out of the meetings and having voting right over 
divvying up the Pac-12 because they're using a loophole saying that they have two years to keep themselves in a Power 5 conference and they can go recruit teams. Now, there's no TV deal. Mountain West teams are going to be like, we got $5.7 million right here with our CBS and Fox deal. Uh, we have nothing if we go to them. Show us a deal if you can get us. You know, yeah. that that's going to be the whole loophole. They want, because the Mountain, I mean, just go, I say just go join the Mountain West and get, a, get your $5.7 million and yeah, your ranked teams, you'll help the Mountain West and you'll probably get in the playoffs anyway if you win it. So, hey, you know. Yeah. Okay, but it won't be a power five, and that's what they're looking at, you know. And they, no. they want yeah, it. that's what they're looking at. And yeah. it will be interesting to see what they do with the playoffs, you know, how they divvy up the bids and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think some of that is certainly open to discussion as we go forward. Mm-hmm. So we got yeah. a little NBA stuff. We have uh, they're trying to do load management stuff. Teams can have no more than one star player. A star player is defined as having been an All Star team or an All NBA player in the last three years. And they have no more than one star player playing. So uh, unless there's an injury, so either way. Well, no, like, no, 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 no. No, right? a star player, a star player can't set out a that you know uh, the tournament game and or a TV game. That's well, the is. first thing that was said in the Globe article was a star player, one star player. If you have two, must play. He even said uh, this was the Globe uh, NBA guy whose name is escaping me right at the moment. Said hey, that Watford. that means. Yeah, thank you. That that, that they Tatum or Brown would have to play every night. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's every game, and now there is a special thing about the star. But if you have a star, a two star players, they expect one of them to play. That's the point. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the that's how a star player is defined. And then, and they're but they're going to have to do something. In my, my mind, they're going to have to do something about the schedule too. You'll sometimes see on a Wednesday night the Celtics are having an ESPN game against the 76ers here, and then the next night they night they might go to Milwaukee and have oh. a TNT game. So they can't, you yeah. know, they've got to work this out better. For eliminate the back to back game. Eliminate the back. Yeah. Back. They can do that, but we'll, that's, we'll get into that. We'll have more time sometime. Yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, especially when we get close to the season. But uh, we do have a couple of hockey things we need to talk about. Mike Babcock is out as the coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets because he wanted to see everybody's phone. He wanted to get in, and he was just going to go through them himself and look at everything he wanted. He said, oh, I, I want to see your family, whatever it is. No, he was just looking at the phone, just trolling, just being weird. He had done stuff like this in other places. Apparently, he's got a very a reputation of being kind of a weirdo. So yeah. he resigned, and uh, the uh, new guy that is Pascal Vincent replaced him, one of the assistants, I think. And yeah. uh, the other thing, the Women's Hockey League had their first draft. So this may be something that catches on. There's going to be six franchises. I don't know when they start, but it's uh, in New York. January, in, Chris. January, okay. Uh, so it'll be Boston, Minnesota, and New York in the uh, in the USA, and Ottawa, Toronto, and Montreal in Canada. So that's a good that's a good original six. Those are hockey. You know, they're they're hockey towns. They are. So and they had, well, know. they had a they had a pro soft. They started a pro fast fast pitch softball league last year. So I figured hockey wouldn't be far behind because everybody else you got you got all these other pro leagues. So hey, yeah, and you know the <laughs> hockey has been good here. Northeastern, uh, Harvard, they've had good teams over the year. The U.S. and Canada have been going tooth and nail in the in the uh, women's championships back and forth for the last few years. So this is a you know this is something that really has some potential and hopefully it'll work out. And they had their draft yesterday, so it's a historic day for that. And uh, let's see, anything else we got to cover? 
Real quick, oh, um, Kelly, yeah, Oubre, forward, Kelly forward, Oubre, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Kelly, Kelly Oubre signed with the Philadelphia 76ers free agent, a uh, wingman. He'll be a good, he'll be a good starter or six man coming off the bench. D- one year deal. Don't know the details. He was he went to Charlotte last year, and you know Charlotte was so bad he got lost in the shuffle. And that's that's good. I think that's a good help, a uh, good addition for Philadelphia. There you go. Well, speaking of that, that's going to do it. We will be back next week. Stay tuned. Book Talk will be on in right after the spot. So stay tuned for Book Talk in a that's couple of That's a good minutes. addition. Yes. Stay tuned. <laughs>